At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck dished Bruce. It's time for Luke, Luke, Gary and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. Let's go! The summer of 2013 and it's miserable where I am. I'm Luke, editor of thecustardtv.com and this is the website for that site, thecustardtv.com. Podcast joined as ever by who I would almost call friends at this point, but um, that's just, a, just a shadow on my life. That is yeah, a little window be, into my life. Hope you're fine. Right. Yeah. Uh, so hello. In um, this corner we have Gary. Hello, Gary. Uh, am I in the blue or the red corner? Um, blue. Blue. You're feeling a bit down today, aren't you? Yeah. I'm wearing a blue top actually. So there you go. Interesting. Too much information. And in the slightly redder corner. It's Matt, hello. Weirdly, I'm also wearing blue today, so that's a bit odd. Well, there you go. Uh, what are you wearing, like, Luke? Please. I'm in grey today, because I'm cool oh. like that. Oh, get you. Um, um, I'm taking a uh, leaf out of Gabs from Britain's Got Talent. I'm just literally got out of a onesie to do the podcast. Oh. So, uh, and I had uh, arm cramps from sticking my lighters in the air. <laughs> but, uh did you also write problem. inappropriate lyrics about a subject you know nothing about because you're 14? Oh, I do that a lot. Oh, Gary. yeah, okay, yeah. People often wonder what I do between working on the website. I write inappropriate li- lyrics. Nice. And I learn how to say inappropriate because I can't say it. <laughs> Ella, you have electrocution list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's shocking. Inappropriate. What is it? But you can't do it. I can't say it. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Uh, excuse me, I'm yes. an expert. Inappropriate. Thank you, Gary. Love you. Yeah. Uh, right, uh, because we are a website, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, mine is at LukeCustardTV. Uh, mine is at The Gary Show. And I'm at Matt's TV Bites. And <laughs> what's wrong oh, with you, Matt? Marty Matt. Oh, hang on, let me do it again then. I am at Matt's TV Bites. No, we uh, need to talk about what happened there. All the attitude there. That was that was really bad. I was really upset by that. Sorry. Awful, too. awful, awful behaviour. Uh, and because we're so up and down with the kids, uh, mainly down with them, because I struggle to get back up once I've got down with them, um, <laughs> we've finally got a Facebook page, which Matt will tell you all about in his happy voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, come on, kids, let's all go on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash TV. If everyone listening to this podcast could like it, that would be great. We are up to now... 29 likes. 
29 likes sitting on the wall. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, all, you get all the sort of articles as soon as they're on the website, so you don't have to keep flitting over there to see if there's anything new. You can just look can, Don't make it sound like a chore to visit the website. Oh, it is. Then they can, they can, Facebook, they can Facebook chat with two of their favourite, um, you know, hosts of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And Matt, if he's around. Um, okay, so that's something for you to be getting on with. Uh, throughout the podcast. As always, TV news, reviews and previews, that's what we do. Uh, kicking off with the news, I am in charge of the news today. Hence the tie I'm wearing. Uh, Ray Winston has been cast as the lead in uh, Sky One's new drama, Moonfleet. It's a two-part drama based on a book. I virtually know nothing about this, apart from Ray Winston is in it, alongside some other actors. Just the fact um, that Ray so Winston's in it mean the fact that they'll be betting adverts all throughout it about what happens in the next segment. <laughs> Ten to one. I doubt it, guys. Uh, okay. I doubt it. I thought it was a secret uh, to Moon Boy. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no. With yeah. Ray Winston playing the kid growing up. I'm, I literally... Uh, there's an article about it on the site, but I, I honestly can't remember what it's about. But, but that's did, a new did you not write it, though, Luke? I may have not have... Right, I'll, I'll read it. Like, just, just to, uh, give me the abridged version. Written by Ashley Farrow, Life on Mars. Um, yeah. Set in a small Dorset village of Moonfleet, the story young John Trenchard is desperate to join the local band of smugglers led oh, by Ray Winston's character. And the journey takes her from 18th century Dorset to the jewel quarter of The Hague and onto a gripping final sea voyage. There you go. Oh, God, that sounds riveting. Uh, speaking of another thing. Uh, Pleb's <laughs> ITV2 comedy uh, has been has been recommissioned for series 2. Not overly excited about that. I, I have a question about that. Yeah. question is, why? Good knows. Well, you can ask that same question to this next piece of news I'm about oh, to yeah. go on for you. Uh, the cafe. Uh, no, 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 I like that. Moving on. Oh, landing. landing. Series well, 2 okay, is coming. Okay, alright. Uh, we're going to do this properly. Do all three and then I'll ask the question. And then I'll be okay. serious. The Cafe with Ralph Little and Michelle Terry back for Series 2 on Sky in July. That was a favourite of mine a couple of years ago when Series 1 was on. And Blandings, the BBC One tea time comedy with Timothy Spall and um, Jennifer Saunders is coming back for Series 2. Okay, plebs I don't get. It was on ITV2, it tanked, it was terrible, it starred Danny Dyer. Do I need to say more? The Cafe I can kind of understand because Sky One is good to see them keep producing comedy because it means that we get more Moon Boy and things like that. It was quite a low-key one as well, wasn't it, Cafe? Yeah. Mm, I enjoyed it a lot, actually. And Brain directed it, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Blandings I can also kind of understand. I mean, is it PG Woodhouse or something, or...? It's yeah. that kind of style, and there's, you know, the Sunday BBC loves evening. the kind of Yeah, Sunday evening, try to call the midwife kind of the I mean, to be fair, there's not much else in that slot, no. but no. I just, I don't, I don't care for Those songs are phrased pre-country file, I think they know yeah. they're obvious. Uh, something else that isn't uh, on the list here, but is newsworthy, the BBC have released trailers for both um, Luther Series 3 and Top of the Lake, which is coming to BBC Two in the right. summer. You can watch both of them online at thecustardtv.com. And I have to be said, I uh, I knew the Luther one was coming, I knew when and where, and I was very excited to see it, and I'm even more excited to see the series, yeah. having seen this. just looks fantastic. I actually watched really the last five minutes of EastEnders on Friday night, just so that I didn't miss it. I know, I know, that, I know that's really clever, sad, because I know it was on every it was on the website. 
Um, oh, didn't Abiel return and was oh. different? They did, yes, he and did I'm a, happy you He did a Lucy it. Robinson out of Neighbours, which doesn't mean much to many people, because not many people... Lucy Robinson's back in Neighbours. You're she's, joking. She's bumped up a bit now, almost about. <laughs> is it the fourth actress to play her? Yeah, yeah. No, it's the same actress, Melissa Bell, who played her Oh, last really? Time. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Bit of Neighbours news there for you. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and much like uh, the, the theme of this podcast, Sky Living have commissioned a new comedy from Chris Anderson it's called Trying Again. I think they've stolen our idea there. Uh, it's to star former, ironically, EastEnders star Joe Joyner and Chris Anderson of the thick of it as a divorcing couple. Get this, Trying Again. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be filming in the summer. So we're a little low on TV news, which is fine. We can move on. Do you, do you think, we have think that kind of cats him out of um, out of the Doctor Who running then? You think? He was never in it, as far no, as I'm concerned. He was second favourite on a lot of websites. I suppose we ought to play a little lip service to the fact that some betting organisations have yeah. really closed the betting on Rory Cause Kinnear. Rory Kinnear, because they... Is that Roy Kinnear's son? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, um but yeah, apparently the Chris Addison thing came from the fact that a lot of people were putting like three-figure bets on him, so they thought, "Oh, hang on, someone knows something." Here. And um, the thing about Rory Kinnear is, isn't he? Isn't he about to start doing a, a drama with Mark Gatiss, who is going to be the new Doctor Who showrunner at some point, mm. um, or, or going to be head writer or something? So there's a lot of people probably putting two and two together, saying that he's the big deal, <laughs> and it'll be someone, someone yeah. else. But there was rumours of there being an announcement on Saturday night, but uh, a lot of people on the BBC went on Twitter and said, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, I think that's the exact... That, the the accent they used. That was, yes. That's the BBC accent. No, no, no. That was it. I thought, yeah. Um, yeah, I... so not a great deal of news. So, reviews. Yes, I shall metaphorically take the baton from uh, Luke there and run with it. First off, we ought to mention the highly successful Britain's Got Talent final. Uh, it was very exciting. Oh, crikey, oh, outside. Um, come on, come on. We we spent half an hour on those Titanic stop, gags. Stop uh, Stop cracking those awful yokes. Oh. Stop exaggerating, Gary. I'm shell-shocked that you would come up with something like that. Um, obviously, the, the biggest thing to come out of the Britain's Got Talent, apart from who won it, which we'll come on to in a moment, was the fact was that... the shadow um, people. Well, was the fact that, um, that a protester managed to get onto stage stood up from her position within playing the violin in the orchestra during the performance I was it the viola not the viola I missed the end sorry I I left an extra N in for uh, savings and uh, stood (laughs) between the two brothers uh, who were performing on stage and through what I can only assume were Tesco's or Sainsbury's other shops exist uh, Morrison's they'd have to be not Morrison that was the best thing they would have to be that was the problem if they'd been Morrison's eggs they would have whipped um, up an omelette in the break and served it to him. Two two things, obviously, sorry, I say two things out of it. She she threw eggs mostly at Simon Cow, though, according to her, her 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 sort of conversation later on, she did say she was just throwing them randomly at the judging panel. Um, she did hit Amanda Holden in the face, but no one could tell the difference. Um, and um, and yeah, then she was kind of politely escorted from the stage. No real kind of massive scrum. <laughs> politely escorted. Well, no, but Poli- it wasn't Would you please the leave the stage of... at your earliest convenience? Would you mind? No, but they did. No, they just kind of. She left. She didn't. There was no kind of. No, she pick her up by the scruff of the neck. They so. picked her up. She's pushed off, and and the camera moved so we couldn't actually see the scrum. Oh, fair enough. Uh, but I mean. 
Yeah, the I, former I failed don't know. contestant who was rather bitter about the fact that it ruined she her. She said Simon Cowell's ruined the music industry. I have to say, and I don't know if I've if I'm gonna sound a bit of a hypocrite because I can't remember what I've said on previous podcasts, but I hope it's this. You can go. People have a go at Simon Cowell, and he puts on a great show. Uh, he really, you really <laughs> got. No, I don't think I see I think I always say I've liked Simon Cowell's stuff. I always agree with Simon, Simon Cowell. The thing I is just think Cowell is that he's Marmite. You either love him or mm. you hate him. I always find oh, him I a bit him. like he thinks he knows everything about the industry, but I don't think he does. And I think there are some gaps that, you know, he he doesn't mm. think anyone else has a, has a proper opinion on things. It's sort of his opinion is... I, I think there's always the fact that there's the kind of the Simon Cowell, the TV present, mm. you know, personality... And then there is clearly the very successful Simon Cowell, the businessman, who has managed to build three or four global brands of television, a but number of stars. Him away, and... it, to sort of, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Alan Sugar, you could say, was not the, t- the finished TV personality when he first started The Apprentice, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. You know, he's definitely rounded into a more media personality. The so... shame about Eggate, yes. for me, was the fact that the. Um... I would have liked more people at the end of the show and on Sunday to be talking about the Impressionist. Yeah, because I, mean, I really enjoyed of, him. There were a couple of big surprises. Number one was the Impressionist and the brilliant Sunita doll, uh, and the way it wasn't a doll, but it was actually Sunita. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you're talking about the Impressionist. Sorry, hold on. What, which one are you talking about? What? Um, the one who does Kate. Not Frost. the Sorry, no, no, no. Ventriloquist. I'm yeah. a fool. Ventriloquist. You're saying impressionist. That's. Different. I know. That's because I've got. I'm ill, Matt. Oh. I'm ill. All the excuses. I'm ill. Oh. Right. <laughs> let's deal with this properly. The winners were Attraction, mm. who were the kind of backlit uh, shadow puppets, basically. Puppets. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no, you know what I mean. You, you do things with your hands, but they were doing it. <laughs> Not on this you know, podcast. You know what I do? Like a dove. You know. Through the hands in the dark. What? Yeah, uh, not what? The, Hello? Shut up now. They won with um, uh, over sort of forty percent of the vote. They shouldn't be allowed to do that in front of the queen. Well, that's right. And of course, do you think? Do you think their their act was a little bit? Oh, we're playing up to be put in front of yeah, them. The whole kind of soliloquy to Britain and how great we are. And I'm just thinking, yeah, cruel. As moving was it? As um, was the second time we'd seen them, and it was the most, the least excited yeah, I'd been about seeing. Them. I would agree. Second was the comedian Jack Carroll, who got a huge bump from the fact that he came on after the egg throwing and managed to weave that into his act. I think I think a lot of more people voted for him because he put that little ad lib in. I think he thought he had it in the bag. I no, do. I don't. I think he was happy to be there. I don't think he thought he was in the final three at all. I think he did. Wow. I um, I think he's yeah. going to be a big star. I think you're going to see him on comedy shows. No, that would that would annoy me. Well, really? That, that that makes me happy. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt knows why that would annoy me. We're keeping it between us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, third, what are you? You know, third was the yeah. the singing brothers who uh, well, not, did receive a bit of a bump from the fact that uh, they didn't. It wasn't that um, that. Cl- I'm just having a look now. It wasn't that sort of uh, big no, gap between her. I mean, they got 15.4% of the vote, and uh, the ventriloquist came fourth with 147 So it was very. I mean, the ventriloquist was the was the um, the surprise act, wasn't it? All the 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 act wild, was wild. Wild. Oh, Yeah. They yeah. Um, and then fifth was the singing uh, so a cappella group um, who had a rapper and a on a beatboxer. I'm surprised that Francine Lewis finished like tenth or not. something. She was awful. Oh man. Surprise. 
Well, but she had a bit, uh, quite a bit of a following, is what I mean. No. Yeah. I think she was awful. I think she was cocky when she was talking to Ant and Deck and the judges. Yeah. I think that the public grew sick of her quite quickly. Mark? I just didn't and I don't think her, her impressions are any good. I'm being honest. I actually, apart from maybe the Katie Price voice, mm. and mm. maybe you know some of the impressions. I mean, Janet Street Porter. When was the last time she was on television? I mean, come on, I was expecting... Well, no, but I was kind of expecting a Crawford who Betty, you know, kind of, you know, reference in a minute. I mean... I have to say, of the three she did, the semi-final one was the best, because she did... Sharon Sharon Osbourne, I thought, was was spot on Uh, as well. could have been a bit more relevant. Hmm. Nadine from Girls Aloud as well, basically taking the, the fact that none of us know what she's saying most of the time. Well, that's right. And and most of the young people acts finished right now, dear the bottom, um, which uh, it pleased a lot of people on Twitter. All, all the really singers, isn't it? I mean, I think people are sick of singers, because, like, it says Jordan, Gabs, and the the other girl, all got... 3.7, yeah. 3.7. Asander and... Uh, Ash- it was confusing because Ar- there was a... Yeah, Ar- Asander and Asander. And Asander. Maybe they should have gone on double act and as Asander, yeah. Alexander and Andra. So, and well, Asander, I, I could get down at B&Q. I, uh, I spotted on the moving side. On. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, fast. So, Scott Talents has finished for another year. Um, I don't think it's been a classic year, but I think it's certainly been a good year. Um, is this going to return? Have we got another well, year out? Yes, yeah. Because they said, can you... At the very end of the, the episode, they said, could could you apply for the next series? And it was as if that series had never happened, which they do every <laughs> year on the X Factor as well. Um, just completely... I, as well, I mean, I watched the start of uh, Britain's Got More Talent, and they actually said, Simon asked the judges if they'd like to come back for another year. And, uh, you know, Alicia Dixon and Amanda Holden both said yes, and David Wallian sort of... Wasn't sure, so camped it up a bit and then went yes. Um, so that was Saturday. That was Saturday. Sunday uh, was uh, was blessed with the, a new Channel Four French drama uh, called The Returned. Now I've seen eighty percent of this, so I can't comment on anything in the last ten minutes. I've seen hundred percent of it. Hundred <laughs> percent of it. Um, this is a French subtitle show, the first of its type on Channel 4. Normally this sort of thing is reserved for BBC 4 on a Saturday night. Um, it, it's billed as kind of a zombie, but it's not your traditional zombie. People don't look dishevelled and disfigured. No. But they the, are coming back from the dead. It's more the fades, isn't it? That sort of, you know... People... Well, it's the fades done a little bit more seriously. It's, it's more sort of Twin Peaksy, isn't it? Like a small town Very much street so. no one can yeah. solve. Um, the opening sequence was very good. This kind of like shot of what I assume is either the Alps or a, a mountain range in yeah, France, it is. It is. and and a wonderful shot where this coach kind of just goes into the distance, and as it's in the distance, then just kind of careers off the side of this cliff, and then the next thing you see is a young girl climbing up the side of the cliff, you know. But you're made to think that you know, it's, it's certainly set as if this is some time later. Aujourd'hui, today, uh, bringing in my French references. How? how- easy is it to watch something like this and forget you're watching a French drama? I think quite easily. I mean, I had quite a lot of feedback from one of the reviews I wrote, and um, the general consensus seemed to be I thought I would, I thought I'd noticed the subtitles, but after a while I didn't notice I was reading it at all. I think the big thing is like the hurdle of thinking this is going to be a foreign drama, but I think 
um, you know, within about ten minutes, most people sort of settle down to the fact of watching it like that. Because I really struggle with things like Geordie Shaw <laughs> and things like that. I think this is a little just bit different wonder, to that. If it's anything like that, I just can't. I, I know can't the accents it. were probably easier to understand in the return. Well, if all but, the uh, go on holiday to Cancun and then popping <laughs> off, the and <laughs> I'll let you know. What, what but I know, got is, it, that, um, is that although it's focused mostly on this this uh, coach crash, mm. not all the characters seem to be uh, coming back. It was just one person mm, from what we could tell that actually, yeah, Camille. Well, oh, I suppose you didn't see the last sort of ten minutes. Well, that's the thing. If I'm seeing the last ten minutes, twist at the last, uh, no, last sort of five minutes, which I won't tell you because you haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was sort of excellently shot. I really like the shot near the beginning where they had the butterfly escape from the old yeah. press butterflies, and one sort of comes back to life and escapes through the glass. I thought that was an excellent shot, and I like the score as well by uh, I think it's Mogwai. The uh, yeah, band. very creepy, very <laughs> creepy music, background music. You know, yeah, kind of I, I just love the sort of big. Why you know the the fact that this town is sort of buried inside the Alps? It's all sort of very creepy, and I really really enjoyed it. And as I say, there was a really good twist at the end. And as Gary said, there's a lot of different characters who've died at different times as well, which I like because they're coming back thinking everything's the same. That's the there other thing. Like, they, there were two them. two things that I hope you noticed. Number one was the Exorcist poster on somebody's wall, which I thought was a nice touch. And the other was the use of lights, the way in which mm. when someone dead walked through something, yeah. the lights flickered or went off. Which and was they really were all very hungry, weren't they, as well, when they yeah. came? Yeah, and tired. I had a bulb go yesterday. Be worried. Be and, the, and the water Be levels concerned. are going down in the town as well. Yeah, you're you right. Know? Yes. So there's some lovely touches. Very bold for Channel 4 to do this. Not anything they've ever done. And in fact, to embrace it, they did a whole advert break in French. Although, from what I can remember, I don't think it was entirely in French. Um, is this going to work for them? Is How's this it, Channel well, 4 got, territory? It's got a 1.5 million on a, on a Sunday night for Channel 4, which I think me and Luke were saying is is sort of like on average for what they normally get. And I think it'll get a bump. I think a lot of people will record this and DVR it and watch it later yeah. When There's, there'll be a curiosity <laughs> level about this. Could this uh, signal? Could this signal? Uh, 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 I'm wishing to be too sort of blase. Do you think other channels will sit up and take notice? Do you think ITV or some of the other channels, or even BBC, might think maybe we can bring some of this Nordic noir to BBC Two? You know, maybe I it will. Think, work yeah, I think maybe. Bigger channels. I think maybe they would think about screening. Maybe if they repeated the last series of something like The Bridge on BBC Two and see how it did and see if there was any new sort of interest. In I can't see ITV doing that. No, no, ITV. Were... Although, saying no. that, ITV Three aired, did air a Nordic drama, didn't That's they? That's right. Um, Those Who Kill. Those Who Kill, which which wasn't as good as some of the others. No. They got um, like the rejects, didn't they? Yeah. I'm just having a look because uh, the last... Yeah, here we are. Wallander. The uh, Swedish version returns to BBC Four this weekend, replacing Arna Dahl. That, that, that is a repeat, isn't it? The, the it's what? a repeat, but it's showing that again, Channel BBC Four are, are telling you we're going to be showing stuff on on BBC Four on a Saturday night. Oh, yeah, that is their slot for European drama, isn't it? That's what they—that's sort of established as that spot. 
Indeed. Moving on, Saturday night, going back a day, also saw the second episode of the... It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Americans. ITV got a very similar rating to the first one. So mm. thankfully, those that found it moved on and kept their kept their thing. And um, the good thing was, as well, is that they only put one advert break in it. They cut it down to about 40, 50 minutes. Yeah. Which I think was quite good. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, what I, I, so I wasn't as into it this week as I was last week. But it I'm, wasn't as good an episode, I have to be honest. I, it but I, like, I like certain things about it. I, I, the, the problem I had with this episode was that they sort of put the gender roles back to how they normally are. Uh, sort of, um, it was her who was jealous this time and him who was having the affair with the, with the other woman rather than the other way around. He was portrayed as the weak member of the couple in the first episode. But yeah. I mean, there was some good. I mean, I think the tension was still there with the, you know, the the poisoning and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it still, but I, I'm not as into it as I was. The first yeah, episode. the first episode was very good. We'll see how the series goes. Uh, new Channel Four drama fitting in with their dating series. Monday night saw the uh, start of a new series called Dates. Uh, I didn't unfortunately see this. Can either of you two pick up the slack? I did. And I, I well, I've did. just watched it. So yeah. Let's, um, let's start with me. Because <laughs> we've heard a lot from that, um, I I have to say, Brian Elsley, who writes Skins, wrote this, and I was thinking this is going to be a lot of swearing and a lot of just gratuitous. I can't speak gratuitous. today. Gratuitous. Yes, that it's going to be a lot of gratuitous swearing and a lot of annoying language and not much plot. And I was sort of right about the swearing. I don't know quite why he feels he has to do it. It doesn't add anything. To any show for me, um, but I have, to, I have to say I went into this thinking I may not enjoy it. It's 35 minutes. What can they achieve in that time? Um, and I actually quite enjoyed it. I think a lot of that was down to Una Chaplin and Will Miller, mm. and not necessarily down to the script. I'd agree with I also that. liked uh, Madeline Duggan, who played uh, Lauren, the first Lauren in EastEnders, who appeared as a waitress. Oh, that was her. You see, too. I didn't look at the cast list after, and I was like, is that? Yeah. So I kind of I think the success of this is on tonight. Is on, it was on Monday, as Gary said, Tuesday night and Wednesday night, and it'll be back next week. I think mm-hmm. at the same time. Maybe it's not it, in total. Yeah. it might be that they've uh, been with the strongest episode. And, Sorry, go. And I I I think that um, it's gonna just gonna latch on to whether we like the actors in it mm-hmm. because I really didn't think the script in a lesser hands would have been a bit flat. I think Will Meller, who I don't necessarily think is a fantastic act- actor, was really good and really suited to this piece of television. Um, and doing the Chaplin as well, although you didn't like her character, I found her interesting. 
and I'd be interested to see what Sheridan Smith does again. Una Chapman, of course, just suddenly uh, left uh, Game of Thrones and has been in the press recently for her comments about that. And, of course, is Charlie Chapman's granddaughter. Oh. She knows that. I know, but I'm just telling our listeners, there's bound to be someone out there that didn't know that. I didn't know that. There you are. There you Matt go. Donnelly didn't well know done, that. Well done, Gary. Do tell people things Matt doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> we'll, okay. we'll start a feature. Can I, I just mention quickly what I thought of dates, or have we not got yeah, Go on, go on Matt. Yeah, we got time. I mean, I, I agree with Luke. I think the performances were, were, were great, <laughs> but I, I, it didn't really sit well with me. It's sort of almost like a talking heads thing, like a two-hander, everyone sort of going on these blind dates. I mean, in this first one, Will Mallow was sort of down to earth and the other girl was stuck up and it was just, it didn't really, it just didn't go anywhere, the script. But I did like the characters that hmm. mainly down to, you know, Una Chaplin, Will Mallow. But I have to say, I think you, you know this about me, Matt, that I do like dialogue-driven mm. drama. I, I like good pieces of, of dialogue and it, it is clever to just have three people in a series for 35 minutes. Yeah. Whether I'll be as intrigued by it after I've seen it once is another yeah, question. Are they doing? Is it six of these they're doing? Dates? Yeah. They're doing nine. In nine. And I think it gets sort of interactive because the audience can choose, out of all the people that have been on the dates, the audience can choose who they want to see together. I believe that's how it works. Oh. Don't quite, but we will be seeing Una Chaplin again as the same character later on in the week. I don't know if you know this, uh, Matt and Luke, but Una Chaplin is Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter. Someone told me that, you know. Really? Yeah. yeah I heard that Mo- recently. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Monday night saw the last of the first series of... Uh, oh, someone's just deleted some. Oh, right, okay, yes. Of the you fall. did. You did. Well, no, I didn't. It was someone else, but okay. I just, it just... Something went from my screen and it confused me. Uh, last of the current series of The Fall. Now, I've not seen this, so if you guys are going to talk about it, I'm going to step away from the well, microphone. Lo- well, I'm not going to talk about it because I'm not a fan of The Fall, but what sure. I would say is I watched the last five minutes oh, for for one reason and for one reason only, is because they did a broad church on the audience. They had a scene, and then it came up, the fall will continue. The reason I want to talk about this is, if they were going to do that, and if that was the plan all along, fair enough, but why have, why did the BBC release the press release about Series 2 weeks ago? Yeah. Why not have it be a well, massive surprise? Yes, there, there is something about that. There, I, I, I'm not quite sure what the you reasoning know, behind that was. I've read that um, Alan Cuba originally wanted to do like a 12-episode series, but the BBC had him cut into two. Now, I got the impression that it was going to come down to if the public sort of caught on to the series, then they'd give him some more, and I don't think they had enough faith to do a whole sort of 12-part series based around this, you know, based around this, theme maybe i think the theme might have been a bit dark and they weren't sure that people would take to it as much as they had what i would say about the fallers i won't talk about the episode but what i will say is that i found it to be a very frustrating series because every so often there's something i like and then there's just loads that just i'm like oh i mean don't get me wrong there were elements of it i really liked but there there weren't but those elements weren't in it mm. enough. Did you watch for the whole me to series stick with then, it. Luke, or did you just sort of dip in and out? No, I dipped in and out. I watched the first, her first, uh, first episode, first half of episode two, and then just dipped in and out. I, 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 um, I've been wrong about series before. I think the first episode of Luther, mm. I didn't particularly fall in love with straight away, but was really glad I stuck with. I didn't want the fall to be one of these, one of those, because everybody was talking about the fall. But sometimes you just don't like something. You can't put your finger on what it is, but it's just not for you. And the fool, I wish I could get excited about it, but I just couldn't. And 
well, Series 2, now in 2014, they're going to be uh, see, they, they've missed a, it. They've missed a trick there, because it should return in the fall. Moving we don't on. call it the we're fall. Fine, now, moving yeah. on, whatever. Gillian Anderson's American, just deal with it. No, she's not. She we, is. Had this, we had this argument last week about when I said season. and, and oh. What is she, Matt? You know her better than all of us. Is she American? She was right. She was born in America. There you are. Thank you. Born in America, came to England when she was young, had an has an English accent, moved back to America, adopted an American accent, and now lives in Britain again. She's very confused. What's her American accent called that she adopted? Born in Chicago, Illinois. I thank you very much and good night. Right, moving on. Um, Halfway point of The Apprentice, and we lost another reasonably strong candidate in Rebecca. Um, she didn't really do too badly in the episode. I think she mostly let herself down by being a bit quiet in the boardroom. Definitely. Uh, the task was the um, very awful one about uh, corporate away days. I think Louisa was definitely very lucky that she didn't make too much was too made of the fact that she criticised the corporate world. I did love the Karen Brady quote. You you'll find that attitude. Of it. There was a lot made of it. No, no, no. I'm saying I, I think I think she was lucky that that yeah. she didn't get That's I think fine. in the boardroom I don't really feel ever that Lord Sugar was going to fire her for it no, no, I think, I think it was just character, yeah and she I he got look at that Francesca she, she isn't a bit she enough talk, she not... talked rubbish didn't she yeah. she doesn't talk sense well, I thought so. this, this episode was particularly strong for Karen Brady she had some great looks and yeah. great lots towards Louisa, I just thought. Though, though Nick's, Nick's look at the wine tasting when he's just kind of chomping on a bit of bread and cheese, picking up the wine, was classic Nick Hewer. Uh, come on, who's going to win this? Because it's still not obvious to me. Neil's I almost Neil's too got, much of a front-runner. Neil, he's sort of, yeah, I think oh. he's sort of made the journey, he's sort of transitioned. Don't know if he's going to win, he'll be in the final. Uh, Neil's going to get shredded at the interviews because of his attitude. Well, that's the final, isn't it? The interview. Yeah. Now. So he's gonna. Yeah, but he. So he's gonna make the final, but he's not gonna win because he's gonna get absolutely shredded. Can I, can I just say we're now what nine series into The Apprentice, yeah. and yep. that was possibly the most cringeworthy episode of the whole. The, uh, the whole most cringeworthy ever. Yeah. Definitely. I think it might have been. It was the most difficult for me to watch. The person who came up with the idea of wine tasting in a school themed. Uh, it's that Jordan. Just, he went to oh. some random school where they ate ostrich burgers and drank wine. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is the it is the Apprentice at its best. That one most recently, and I, yeah. I it's something that I'm really looking forward uh, to every week now. The bloke with the, 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 bloke with the eyebrows was particularly good. Alex. Anyway, Alex. Alex. You can't call him the bloke with the eyebrows. You have to call him Alex. Tomorrow is as well. Tomorrow isn't as good, but there is someone else who sort of makes an impression like Neil did last week, you know, sort of goes up in the estimations a bit. That's all I'll say. We look, we look forward to that, and I hand the metaphorical baton over to Matthew Donnelly. Okay. Matthew? So, yes, okay, so we've got uh, a fair bit of previews to, to get through, and we'll start with the Thursday night, uh, 9 o'clock, uh, ITV's new four-part sort of fly-on-the-wall documentary series, Happy Families. Have you seen this yet, Matt? I haven't seen it yet. I'll probably watch it tonight. Right, uh, watch it, Matt. Just watch it. Because you want to know what it's like, don't you? I want to know what it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's not for you, Benefit, this. Uh, basically, <laughs> it's uh, following four families, but the, the action is sort of split between them in each episode, so it's not one episode focusing on one family specifically. Each episode has a theme. One's about mothers, one's about fathers, one's about children. Well, you know how I feel about these series, and I just, if it's done well, I will be—I'll be in love with it. If it's done poorly, yeah. then 
you know, it could the be a first, disaster. The first trailers for it were very sort of Jeremy Quack Kyle. There was a lot of arguing and stuff, but then it doesn't that, look like that now. The second it? trailer was is more sort of you know warm-hearted maybe i would say more sort of cute you know lets you know the characters a bit more i don't like the title that's my bugbear with it there's, a, there's a channel already for comedy called exactly the same name isn't there yeah happy so end I, I, happy I, well no but there is a happy families as well or something like that maybe mm. it is happy endings but it's all very similar uh, matt gary never gets the name wrong my god Okay, yeah, on. Uh, moving on. Also, uh, tomorrow night, oh no, sorry, Thursday night, 9 o'clock, uh, Big Brother is uh, restarting for its 100 series. Uh, can, I, can, I, can I just groan collectively on behalf of any living, normal, sane Britain? It's uh, the first series to be hosted by uh, Emma Willis, taking over from the awful Brian Dowling. Thankfully, finally, he's, he's left. Uh, this one apparently has got a secrets and lies theme. I don't know if anyone knows what that means at all. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, we've we've said before, sort of, Big Brother came to an end for most of us when it finished on Channel 4. But it always depends on who the characters are. And Channel 5 have had a really bad record of picking the right people to be in, in Big Brother. So we'll have to I, I could not name the winners of the normal Big Brothers in the last three years if you put a gun to my head and made me do it. That's a good that's a good thing to remember, Matt. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to meet him at some point. Yeah, that's going to be necessary. I think I think one of the things is that, yes, I'll probably watch the opening night because it's quite yeah. hard to take the mick it's out of the... It's opening night, isn't it? There's like Thursday and Friday. Apparently, there's so, going to be all these secrets that people are going to have to keep from each other, or something like that. There's, there's yeah. a they, but this format, I mean, this format is is stale. I think if if it had finished when Channel Four ended it, it would have been a moment in television. It would have been remember that show, Big Brother, that we're all obsessed with. Now it's just become this. I think the celebrity. Well, I think Channel Five, uh, if they just kept the celebrity ones on, because sometimes they provide good moments like providing that they're well cast but Big Brother like the pleb version I don't think it really needs to exist anymore yeah well, plebs have just been recommissioned by ITV2 anyway oh, so yeah. Uh, we don't need it uh, yeah, like you've to, to uh, ch- Friday night channel 4 9 o'clock uh, the million pound drop returns Davina McCall quiz nothing much more to say on this one uh, Saturday ITV 8.30pm uh, Goodbye, Granada Land. Now, this is the uh, a documentary uh, hosted by Peter Kay, I believe. About, yes, mm-hmm. it is. Yes. About Granada Studios. Uh, very similar to Goodbye. Uh, uh, television uh, Centre thing. Yeah, very similar. I don't think it would be as good as that one, they, the BBC Four Secrets of Television Centre. I think this is much more of a sort of populist one. Um, Richard and Judy are on it, so it's already shaping up well. I've actually been to Granada <laughs> Studios a couple of times when I was younger. Cause it's as have I. We've all been, Matt. Uh, We've all been. Gary, um, where where are they? Manchester. Manchester. No, I've been north of Watford. Come on. We've both been, Matt. We've both been. Well, I say I live in the north, so it's usually a holiday. Well, of course. <laughs> probably just yeah. You take your camper van there. Yeah, but it, you know that was always interesting. You know, going around the um, Coronation Street set and things like that. I do remember. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't think Granada Studios sort of has the uh, no, the legacy impact. that you know Television Centre had, and it almost seems like like jump on the bandwagon of doing a show about you know our, our studios. Uh, Sunday night, eight o'clock uh, after Poirot last week, we have 
Marple this week. Miss Marple returns. Uh, anything to say about these or our comments? Do we just repeat really our comments our about far away from last week? I.e., yeah. um, old-fashioned TV. Uh, yeah, that doesn't need to exist. But on... it's death in paradise with an old lady. On uh... <laughs> I think you find death. In... I think this is. I think it must be that death in paradise is this in a foreign country. Surely this came. First. Okay, sorry. Well, this one's called this the Caribbean. One is set in the oh. Caribbean, isn't it? I knew that. Yeah. I was just linking to it. Ah, clever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> more, more interesting on Sunday night uh, for some people, anyway. BBC's new is it ten part drama? This it is ten part now. The White Queen. Uh, this is on nine o'clock, and it's all based around the uh, the War of the Roses, I believe. And Luke, what was the last ten part drama you can remember apart from Spooks? But that was it. Um, no, I can't. Uh, uh, Silent Witness. That's not no 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 no. no. Is that the, not ten? You mean are, are we no. saying are we saying British only? Yeah. Well, Broadchurch got close. Or yeah, but yeah, did get close. Yeah. yeah, and I have to say, part of me wants to like this. Part of me wants to like this. And if I don't, then it, it's a win-win because if I don't, I've got ten free Sundays to rewatch something that I want to rewatch that I haven't had the time for. Because mm. I'm not a Marple fan, and if I don't like the White Queen, uh, then I can rewatch something again. You watch the return. Yeah. I can watch that on catch up. I'm a little bit surprised that this isn't the Sunday, uh, the Saturday early evening sort of kids drama. I'm surprised. I thought when I saw kids drama that it would be. I don't it's know, a just... raun- It's too raunchy for kids. Get. I mean, well, you can I... let your kids watch it. It but almost I mean, looks I mean, like Game of Thronesy to me when well, I saw the trailer. Thing, but previews that I've seen didn't make me see that. But obviously, uh, the, you, know, you guys have had. I the think that a lot of the previews I've seen have been on BBC Three, and I think appealing to the sort of the teenage girl market who are into their sort of Twilight. And it, anyway, quickly, uh, Monday night, nine o'clock, uh, ITV Long Lost Family returns. Uh, Davina McCall, Mickey Campbell. Sort of doing the old surprise, surprise thing, you know, reunited the family. You know, I really like this for the first series, mm. but the thing is, we're now in series three, and I sort of think, well, they're going to find them. Of course, they're going to find them. Mm. It's not much of a show. Otherwise, we try to find otherwise, people, but you know, what's the point of the show? And it always is a little bit. They you didn't know, always bit... find them though. Sometimes they died, but they found like a brother or something instead. Oh, I hope some have died this year then. <laughs> That's all I can hope <laughs> the for. The official stance of the podcast. We hope some people have died. <laughs> <laughs> Makes for better television. Who, who's died? Yeah. <laughs> and finally, uh, also Monday night, 10 o'clock, The Greatest Shows on Earth. This is sort of a version of uh, Tarrant, on Tarrant on TV, I, I believe, is, is this uh, most uh, sort of comparison. This is we've got uh, Davey, Daisy, Don- there, Daisy Donovan, who hasn't done anything in... Well, well, oh. well, 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 there she is, Daisy Donovan. <laughs> the one name he knows! I know that name! Why, did you used to work wow. there or something, Gary? No, but I, I have I have a, well, a reasonable connection with, uh, with, with Mr. Ian Lee, who used to, so... Okay. Okay. Fair there we go. Okay. Uh, okay. And finishing with Gary's reasonable connection, I will hand you back over to Luke. Who will? I'm Thank sure. you very much. Just got time quickly because I think the last time we spoke on the podcast, you were going to watch The Apprentice, Gary, which you've watched, and also The Call Center. Did you watch oh, The Call yeah. Center? I did the watch end? The Call Center. I have to say, I was slightly confused by the fact that halfway through, I realised it wasn't a comedy. 
Seriously, oh, I actually We told you it no, was a comedy. I know you It's not a comedy. The thing is that you watch it and you're thinking, okay, in a minute now, somebody's, you know, like Ricky Gervais is going to turn up or something. You know, it, it's played exactly as if it was a comedy. No, I, I think it's it's genius. I hope episode two, mm-hmm. which is on tonight on BBC Three, is just as you're funny because I really... I really laughed out it's a loud good a lot. Show, and I... but I was—I re- mean, I'm really surprised that he doesn't get done for constructive dismissal more often, throwing things at people and setting them up. Well, I mean, I know that was done for the camera, but I like the bit where he's going. So, can he have a job? Can she have a job? Yeah. And he's just walking. I just, I just like the idea that how Gary got the job on the podcast. Yeah. No, Luke. No, it isn't. No, if what I happened was Luke to took people. me to a podcast speed dating event. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't ring my bell, so and I, lost. I was stuck with him. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you want to uh, air your views on the latest TV news, previews and reviews, you can go to the website at custardtv.com. You can like us on Facebook, and we'd really like it if you did. Or you can um, follow us each individually on Twitter, at LukeCustardTV for me. I'm going to let Matt go first as a gentleman. I'm oh! <laughs> I'm at Matt's TV Bites, and I'll just quickly say the Facebook uh, thing again is facebook.com slash thecustardtv, or you can search the Custard TV to find it as well. And Gary. And my Twitter is at the Gary Show, and I'm pleased to announce that during the next week I will be changing the avatar. Oh. Will it be scary? Watch this, watch this space, no, no spoilers. Will it be you with the top off? Or something oh, awful? no, hold on a minute. Oh, oh. What version what of Twitter do you think this is? Oh, that's my Facebook yeah. page, Luke. Look at that. I'll be Look praying to be an extra in the return if that happens. Uh, <laughs> if there's something we haven't covered or there's French. something you want us to cover, uh, get in touch in either of those ways. Uh, also, if you would like to be a part of the podcast, uh, then we'd love to hear from you as well. Perhaps you'd like to come on occasionally and just add your two cents to the pot. Add your pennies to the penny tin. Uh, just get in touch with us uh, via Twitter or uh, Facebook there, and we might be able to have you on uh, if you've got Skype and if you actually know what you're talking about. Actually, they know what you're talking about. Us, though, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to know what you're talking about is <laughs> quite a lesser thing. Up on us some weeks, so. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you to, you know, don't get higher than us. When you come on the Steve. podcast, please try and get the names right. That's very important. Uh, try also, for try all the latest... And uh, yeah. try not to interrupt Luke too much. I will say the latest podcasts are uploaded to thecustomtv.com and to Spotify and to Spreaker, and you can uh, subscribe to iTunes as well. So there's plenty of ways to hear from us, and thank you to everybody who sent me kind emails about the the New Look website as well. It means a lot, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Gary. And thank now, you, Matt. A pleasure. Thank you, Luke. Well, it was for you, yeah. What are you doing with the rest of your week? Uh, work? Um, work, television, uh, spit, right, really? Spit. Soft- you had a barbecue. <laughs> Might be playing spit. softball Thursday night. Oh, God. Well, that's, that's yeah. not part of our deal. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I won't recognise you, you guys. I'm turning into a real person. Also, just while we've got literally 30 seconds, I was listening to an old podcast because my life is very empty. <laughs> when are we going to get some new Louis Theroux documentaries? Come on, Louis How Theroux. How old were you listening to? I mean, obviously, you were going back to... April of last Dementia year, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Well, I'd forgotten all about the dementia episode, so I just thought I'd brush What, is that when you two got dementia? Yeah, as far as I remember. It's the Custard TV podcast. Yes, it's the Custard TV podcast. Back next week. Thanks ever so much. Bye. 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 
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.